Greetings and welcome back to My Life Not Yours. I'm Tina and I hope you'll enjoy listening to this week's episode. Geez, I can't believe how many of these episodes I seem to be flying through. There must be a point where I'm going to dry up and not have anything to talk about. But for now and today, or when you're listening to it, I'm going to talk about self-belief. It's like there's been a cloud that's dropped this dust on people and they don't believe in themselves anymore. I've always wondered how much people really believe in themselves or how much is a front because there's a lot of jokers out there and how much they believe in themselves and their capability. We know that external factors contribute to low self-esteem and belief that limit our life in some way. The sad thing is that people think if they have no self-esteem, confidence or whatever, it's something that cannot be rebuilt. Well, you're wrong. It can be developed and it can be rebuilt. Take me, for example, my childhood days. It was really shit in terms of always being put down. And I think there was a lot of racism weaved in with that. So I was put down and I didn't believe I could do things. And I'll tell you why I didn't believe I could do it, because I always sought validation from other people rather than believe I could jump seven meters well that wasn't going to happen but I couldn't believe it when I got into the Great Britain Athletics team the belief wasn't there because I wasn't jumping far enough in future competitions to make the next big break which would have been a major games and I know it's about self-belief and having someone say you can do it teen yes it's not enough it's not enough you need to believe and I think that even when I did achieve certain things whether it was at school and passing an exam did I really believe that I just did it and so I think that what I've now done is adapt myself in terms of really thinking about something that I'm going to do, believing I can do it and having some kind of arrogance if I can. Because when I look at some of the greatest leaders, right, in business, we may not want to call them leaders, but they've been successful in my mind. Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, uh, what's his name? He's just taken a rocket into space. They've all got this belief that something's going to happen. And I think that's 70% of something being successful. I've just realised who I meant with um, (laughs) the rocket going into space or whatever it is, Elon Musk. I can't believe that actually self-belief is so integral to our values, skills, knowledge and abilities. And if we don't have it, it really does affect our lifestyle and choices. You know, sometimes we dream about something, but because of our limiting belief, it only ends up staying as a dream. So let's just say I want a house by the sea, which I do actually. I love water. I'd love a house by the sea. The limiting beliefs will be I'll never be able to get that. I'm too old or I don't earn enough money. Whatever, the ors, the ands and the ifs and the buts go on and on and on and on. And as I said to you, the people like the best kind of entrepreneurs, they've got self-belief that can fill my head, my house, my car, everything 10 times over. And I, I can think of some other times as well. that The difference between me getting a job and not getting a job when I was employed was this job's mine. I've got my name all over this. You have those few bits of nerves and you're sitting there waiting to be called into an interview. And the ones I knew that I was either, no, I'm already putting a limiting belief, even recording this back to you. The ones I knew I was going to get, I sat there, I knew everything off by heart in terms of answers, what they were looking for. And I just went in there and had a conversation, basically. I knew I'd be getting a call. The ones which I didn't believe I'd get usually was because I didn't prepare for it and whatever. And I go in there 
be fluffing around. And I think it really taught me about being half-baked in preparation for something. But that journey had already started because I didn't believe that I was going to get it. And it would be such a simple thing as well that would put me off with a job. I'm going on about jobs now, but if I saw something in the job description and thought, hmm, don't think I can really do that. There's some things I was really good at winging and other things I just thought I'm going to sack off the whole process because I can't do it. And it nearly happened the other week. There was this um, role that came in, non-executive board director role for black girls that hike. And they're a fantastic charity that are really sort of trying to break down the myths about black women or particularly black girls that go into the countryside and hike because you just don't see it right we're city people we don't do the countryside they were looking for a non-executive director and I looked at the job description and not a job description a role description I looked at the role description and there was a couple of things on there and I thought oh god I'm not gonna bother with this now usually when I do something like that I delete the email all the information but I didn't I came back to it so I'm learning right because I lack self-belief sometimes and the self-belief in this case was actually going for this non-executive role because I'd like to do that I'd like to do a couple of non-executive director or trustee roles in things that I'm passionate about and I'm passionate about young people so this seemed perfect it's the only one I've gone for for day and I took time out in the morning I think I could have done even longer but at that point I believed I could go for it and get it I didn't get it they must have had quite a few people but the fact is I felt proud that okay first of all you were going to not do it and then you did it self-belief motivates people to really explore their potential which in turn motivates them to achieve goals and aspirations and I kind of believe that too because when you have that belief it propels you to do something beyond that belief, if that makes sense. It all sounds a bit waffly, but you'd be surprised that people don't believe they can do anything and therefore they just stay stuck in the same kind of rut and it all gets linked to um, purpose in life as well, I believe. I think a great example at the moment, we've got um, the Wimbledon Tennis Championships on in the UK. Everybody loves Wimbledon if you love tennis and I've been probably about six, seven times to Wimbledon. Apart from getting pissed and having some sunglasses on and sitting there with glassy eyes behind them and uh, because you you know you just look back and forth, you look back and forth. I digress. So you've got Andy Murray, the good old Brit that's won Wimbledon who they go on about every single year. He's just had a hip replacement. Well not just, he's had it I guess what a year ago now because we've kind of missed a year. Hardly played any tennis, ranked about 200 and something but the belief this guy had and the way the media tried to tear him down after he won his first two games was insane he came into Wimbledon believing he could win and nothing less whether he does is a different story but he had to come in and believe he would win otherwise what's the point of going through all that pain and I think he's a great example of it and a lot of top sports people are right they don't give up I don't believe they just do it for the money well I do but they do definitely do it for the money but you have to believe you're going to win and it's very interesting with him and even Serena Williams as well who went over on her ankle she believed she could come in and take a 24th title at Wimbledon it's over now and I think she was absolutely devastated so that belief actually came out quite emotionally and then we've got our beautiful football game where the England football team in this current age not in 1960 bloody whatever it was which we all seem to default to when we, we've got our commentators going on about it actually won their um, game the other night, which has taken them into the quarterfinals. So they have the belief, and it's funny, isn't it? Because I think I've spoken about this before. When you have to depend on a team, it's a totally different ball game. Because if there's one 
person that doesn't have that self-belief that could let the whole team down. So from the point you strike the ball and you believe you're going to score that goal, it's all about belief. And one of my worries at the moment is that our young people don't think they're good enough or believe in what they can be because at the moment it's kind of not a great place to be in the world. With everything that's going on around us, there are lack of jobs and, and stuff. So it's easier for them to think, oh, just hang around the streets or stay at home and watch TV and stuff like that. Because there won't be anybody around to really pick them up because everybody's kind of in this low kind of energy state right now. But it's really important that we do instill some self-belief in others. And it's easier said than done, right? Because how do you do that? Well, I'm going to come on to that in a minute. But What I love is the law of attraction. And basically, you've got to surrender your shit to the universe. Now, some of you may think, what the hell is she on about? The law of attraction is all about you attract what you want. You ask, you believe, and you sit back and you receive it. But it's not just about sitting here now saying, I'm asking for a new car. I'm going to believe I'm going to get the new car. And oh my God, it's coming next week. doesn't work like that. And in particular, I'm talking about the law of attraction in terms of personal type goals, where you stress how you want it to be achieved. Example, I want a new gym stroke shed in my garden. And I'm already working it through in my mind how this is going to work out and doing the costing and how can I achieve this in the best way possible. So when I visualise this, I really think about, okay, I want to work out, I'm going to be walking into the garden, I'm going to walk down into this place, it's going to be on a sturdy base and so forth and so forth. I don't want to bore you stupid. But the whole concept of LOI, L-O-A rather, is ask, believe and receive. And one thing that came to fruition the other week was asking for more clients. One of my missions or my goals is to have more clients by the end of July. So, well, we're in July now. And I've been asking for this since January, February, because I knew we were coming out of the lockdown. And lo and behold, I did get two potential people, one converted into money and the other one still, it's still sitting there. So if I get that one, then I've achieved it. I asked for three clients. I've already got one, one converted and the other one I'm just waiting for. But I'm not going to give up because I'm just going to keep thinking about picturing myself doing this particular work. And sometimes we just need to surrender that, right? We need to just throw our hands up in the air and kind of act like we just don't care. Because if we combine the intention with surrender at the same time, you will probably get what you desire. It's not about magic. It's about belief and faith. It's really hard for me to express this because I think some people listening to this just think, what the hell is she talking about? But you should try it. We can stress so much about something. Oh my God, I really want to go to that festival. I really want to go to that festival. I will be going to that festival. You know, the intention is set. You're going to the festival no matter what. And it could be, here's an example, right? The tickets are all sold out. You've got big tickets left. But then someone says, I've got a spare ticket. And it just happens. It might not be that moment. It might not be the following week. And it happened to me with Hamilton, the great stage show. Hamilton showing in London at um, the Victoria Apollo. When Hamilton first came into London, you had to get on the phone at God knows what time o'clock and hold on forever just to try and get a ticket. And you were talking 200 quid. So I held on for about half an hour and then I just couldn't do it anymore because I had to go to work at the time. It was coming up to my birthday. I think it was near my birthday. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I lie. I know exactly when it was. It was three years ago and um, I was just about to start this new consultancy contract job and a friend had literally phoned me two nights before and I was really nervous about this job starting it and the friend had said, look, I've got a spare ticket for Hamilton. Do you want to come? I said, oh my God, really? 
And I said, you know, how much do you want for it? She said, I'll just do the booking fee or something like that and buy me a drink. So this is what I'm saying, right? I really wanted to go to Hamilton. I had no chance of getting those tickets because every man in their bloody dog was on the phone trying to get them at £200 plus, or that would be about, what, $280 to get to see Hamilton. And all I did at the time, I didn't know about the law of attraction so much then. I didn't believe in anything. I just asked and it came. So there you go. So in a nutshell, it's about, having faith that you have the ability to create whatever you want and if that's the case you can embrace the uncertainty of that journey so don't always think it's going to be an easy little ride yeah if I go back to Hamilton that could have been yeah do you want a ticket to Hamilton but we have to go to Birmingham or whatever it is nothing's going to be perfect so if you embrace the good with the bad the darkness and stuff like that it's kind of cool really it's embracing kind of journey with confidence which is really hard for me because I've been a person if you believe in star signs I'm a Virgo and everything's a bit perfectionist and I've got another whole episode on perfectionism and procrastination Oh my God, the amount of people that procrastinate and I am one of those that like perfection. Having that confidence when we've experienced what we have on a grand scale in the last year, I think I've found it a lot easier. I've kind of flipped the lid and just had faith and ruled out predicting the outcome and embraced the moment instead. And I kind of had that the other day when somebody said to me, oh, I've got a window at the end of August. Do you want to get together? I just said, nope, let's just see where we get to when it gets to August. And I appreciate there's people who've got children and stuff like that, but I'm not doing it anymore. The only time I'm going to do something in the future like that is if I'm doing something like a workshop or I'm getting on a plane to go away which probably won't be till next year sometimes we need to play the long game in making our dreams and desires come true I use a bit of visualization but realize if something is worth having or achieving having patience is key which I haven't always been good at I've got a lot better and I think when I um, was preparing my presentation for my life not yours and uh (laughs) The example of me having patience doesn't always work and I like to prepare but sometimes we don't always get that preparation time and what was interesting is when I worked out my life not yours as a presentation to give motivational speeches I thought yeah now you've got the presentation done you are going to have loads of time to just learn it really well even though it's about your own life and and just get to grips with it. I got a call within two days and said, we are doing this online event. It lasts all day and we'd like you to speak. (laughs) And I thought, but I didn't have any time to um, prepare. I thought it'd be something three to six months down the line. And I really did shit my pants, if I'm honest. But do you know what? It went down really well. It was very conversational. I kind of know my own life, but here's me being a perfectionist again and not having the belief that I could just talk my talk and it would be accepted. I also try and instill some self-belief with my mentors and particularly those that have been homeless and they have no self-belief either within themselves, the mentoring and I think they've been kicked and knocked so much. I'm going to come on to this a little bit in a minute as to why self-belief is lacking. In the case of most of my mentees, it's been circumstantial and situations that they have got into that have just completely, it's like squashing an ant. I used to love stepping on ants when I was little, but for me, it was being constantly put down when I was younger that lacked my self-belief. And then suddenly one day I just rose up and said, no one's going to put me down anymore. But, you know, living in unhappy and 
um, living environments really contributes lack of self-belief. How I was treated by adults who should have been my inspiration, you know, you're completely influenced by them. They never commended or congratulated me, so therefore I lack confidence and this all played into lack of self-belief. I keep saying self-belief because I've got self-belief now, just about. But there are some other factors that um, really play into the self-belief and in no particular order. Negative peers. They convince you to do shit you don't want to do. And I remember that um, for a long time, because I wanted to be a people pleaser, that's a whole other episode as well. I'm reading this a very interesting book on people pleasing. And it's not just about, well, I'll do this for you and you get a tap on the head. It's wrapped around something a lot darker than that. Uh, oh my god I'm really into this at the moment just reading a lot more about myself and what's going on but anyway I was easily led when I was younger and never felt good about some of the things I did they weren't bad but I just was like a sheep and I followed along again no self-belief in myself so let me just join some other raggedy ass people now I know if someone around me isn't good energy and I'd rather walk alone than walk with that bad energy and it's happened both to me and at me where people have maybe felt my energy is just a bit off and they don't want to be around me. So yeah, negative peers, get rid of them if you want your self-belief to go up. Traumatic experiences, I've kind of played on that. My mentees have been through some horrific experiences and there was one really bad instance about 10 years ago. Do you know what? What I'm going to mention now is no surprise in terms of their self-belief, but there was one young girl that was literally being raped by three male members of her family. When she told authorities, they didn't believe her at the time. And then it got looked into because they weren't on social services radar. She was 13. It was just absolutely disgusting. But also to see this girl, you, you know, when you look in someone's eyes and they just look kind of dead, that's what she looked like. For me, I think the traumatic experiences were both physical and emotional. But again, I've risen through that. So bad decisions also contribute to lack of self-belief. You make a bad call, your belief can go rock bottom because you think, oh shit, I've, I've really fucked up. How do I get this back? And you doubt your ability and your ability then to make key decisions in the future. I've, I've, I've done that. I've done it a lot, especially in work. I think I've had really interesting managers. Everybody has a manager, whether you're managing other people and stuff like that. And when people's ass is on the line, how they talk to you and put their shit on you can really dampen you. And I've gone into places literally looking for validation over a stupid piece of work that I can do with my eyes closed. And it's not nice. I will work for someone, but I really want to see what their values are and stuff like that. And it's not about I need a pat on the head every time I do something, but it does help. Let's move away from work. Negative thought patterns. Here's a really light one for you. I have no self-belief that I can get back on my four-wheeled roller skates and just bop, dance and skate without falling down. I just think now because I'm older, all I keep thinking about is I'm going to fall over, I'm going to hurt my wrist, let me get my knee pads, wrist pads, helmet, the whole bloody lot. Rather than just having the belief I can put my skates on and it'd be like teaching a dog old tricks that I can just skate bad again. I just got these thought patterns. The key is to eliminate negative thoughts. It's easier said than done if you're a bit of a negative and pessimistic person. And a lot of people have this problem, particularly when they go for interviews where they think about, are those people going in better than me? Especially if you're waiting outside the room, you're going in for an interview and you see someone come out and they say, goodbye, we'll be in touch. And they look great and they seem confident. And then that person will walk past you and say, good luck. (laughs) You just think, fuck off. I'm going in there and I don't know if I'm going to get it because you look fantastic. But it could be as well when you are in an interview and you answer questions 
wrong or forget the answer. I did that so many times. As my brain fog got better or worse in some cases, I just had the belief that it doesn't matter if I've forgotten somebody's name I was going to use as an example to demonstrate the work I'd done. I just talked my ass off because I believed it doesn't matter. Um, You can go and check up. I've got a name. They're going to go and find out who I am. It's not as though um, you wouldn't know who I am. (laughs) So with all of that baloney on self-belief, how the hell do you develop it if you don't have it? It's not baloney, really. It's it's quite key. You've got to know who you want to be. Now, I'm not saying that I want to be anybody in particular, but what I do know is that I've always wanted to be someone who could be proud of my damn self. And I am. Because when self-doubt or self-pity eats away at you, think about who you want to be. And if you weren't afraid, what would you do? If you answer these questions boldly, this will help build your self-belief. So if you weren't afraid of anything, who would you want to be? What would you want to do? Doubts and negative thought patterns end up really burying the real you, along with your goals, desires and your dreams. Can I just say I would have loved to have been a criminologist, but all I could think about is if I see really nasty dead bodies and stuff like that, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah, really weird. And also, really weirdly enough, I always thought about being in the Secret Service. I know this is going to be a surprise to some people, but I always fancied it. But I thought they're going to check my background into the care system and that's probably not going to work. But isn't it funny? Because if I had the self-belief, I could have gone for it. And if they come up and they check on that, then fine. But I just didn't have the belief didn't have the belief. One thing I'm a big fan of is self-affirmations. I'm worthy of everything I desire or I'm smart enough to achieve my goals or I deserve the best things in life has to offer. I do affirmations every single day. I look in the mirror sometimes if I want to be really vain but more often than not I just wake up and I think today I'm gonna have a fantastic day because I deserve it. It's as simple as that. And I I used to do this with my goddaughter who went through quite a tough time when she was about 15, 16. And I actually wrote some affirmations for her that we agreed and we framed them and put them on her bedroom wall. And I said, just look at that. Because she used to go to church as well, right? But I don't think she was into God is what she was now. And that's her belief and, and stuff like that. But she looked at these affirmations that we'd done for her and they really started to help. She started to really believe it. She still has some limiting beliefs, I'm not going to lie. She's just finished her finals at university. How did you do? Well, I think it was okay, but I could have done better. So why didn't you do better then? Do you know what I mean? It's, It's this kind of stuff. I also think it's really important to face your fears. I guess I need to get my skates on then. Literally. Once you face and conquer your fears, self-doubt takes a backseat and I think I just told you earlier that I faced a fear in going for that non-executive role for black girls that hike because the fear was that I felt that I wasn't good enough in certain areas but I went for it and I got a buzz even though I didn't get it and I wasn't deflated as I originally sort of said because I had that limiting belief so I felt proud I took the application and sent it off the tide has really turned for me because I've changed the way I think about things. Now, the next one is my worst, I think my worst, worst thing, which is addressing that inner critic. I can self-sabotage any positive thoughts. Well, I used to be able to, not now. Any thoughts I used to have. I used to really beat myself up all the time. And I think my overreactive inner critic was ruining my self-esteem, absolutely decimating it. I kept undermining my abilities and settling for less. I wanted others to validate me and I've talked about that a lot. It stemmed from childhood but again as I've said before 
Stop looking back, look forward. What's the excuse? What's the worst that can possibly happen? There's one bad thing in life that can, you can die if you see that as a bad thing. I mean, we're all going to get there, really. But there's been so many things that happen to people that are just really awful. And I just sort of sometimes have to rewind, pinch myself and say, stop fucking about, teen. Just bloody get on and do it. And that's facing the fear. But then it's that inner critic that will tell me, yeah, but if you do this and da 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 I'm almost trying to design the outcome before I've even done something. Through my workshop, which I've got happening not very far away from from now, it took me ages to actually press the button to say it's on. And so now I'm just going to live with it. I'm not going to determine the outcome. I'm just going to get on with it because I'm going to be prepared to win, which is another way to develop self-belief. Prepare, prepare, prepare. And I think I spoke about this earlier. Winging it sometimes results in failure, which then brings on the lack of confidence and you know back to job interviews there's only been a few I've been for I've tried to wing it and the belief was I ain't gonna get this job because I didn't answer it and stuff like that I think there's only one job I went for in my career where the feedback was yeah you could have answered more fully but we actually liked you and I got it (laughs) so it just shows you my big one though is cutting off negative people You need to take care of yourself. And within that, having negative people around is just shite. And there's somebody that I knew that I don't think they were negative, but there was always, how are you? And then you just had to sit back, take a pill and listen to them kick off about this, that and the other. And everything was negative. There's nothing uplifting. There's one particular friend I've got. And every time I'm around her, I just feel completely on a high. I just love what she says. There's lots of laughter, tears, in fact. And I just thought, I just want to be around that all the time. And I think for anybody you've got to make loads of effort with, and they're not giving you that same energy um, that you're giving, it's time to kick them off. And I know there are different people for different things in your life. Yeah, taking care of you means mentally and physically and um, looking and feeling good boosts your self-confidence. I used to be a little bit bad, always going out and buying things because people have got this quick little fix, which is like a drug when you go out, you buy something, but not now. My things will come completely different to boost me. And I think that when I've done this podcast today, I'm going to go for a walk and listen to some other podcasts because I really do love it. And before we get another five days of fucking rain in the UK, (laughs) I may as well go out and enjoy it. So my final thought for the day, in the words of Marilyn Monroe, wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you really are. If the reason you lost your self-belief is because you believe others are better than you, make a big effort in changing your mindset. Please, please, please think of all the amazing things you can do that other people cannot. Remind yourself that you're just as deserving as the next person. And with that, bodies, I'm going to sign off and hope your self-belief is through the frigging roof. Bye.